0: You know, it's nice to do Park because it's a very humbling experience because I found myself taking some lessons from it from the standpoint of how me and my girlfriend park as well. And it's with AJ at VFX, you haven't gone to Utah's VFX, whether it's pinned to our top or our Facebook page or Instagram to vote for Park Norks, do so. But for instance, my girlfriend has this really bad habit of not parking straight when she pulls in the spot, like she turns the wheel and so... Luckily, she's done it more than enough times. Not luckily. Annoyingly, she's done it enough times that I recognize it so that I know to cut it the other way when I'm backing her vehicle out if we take hers. But like yesterday, I realized when I left work, I was like, oh, man, I parked kind of a weird angle. I'm inside the spot. So overall, can't complain. But I just I've started to notice that stuff because Parker's the last thing I want to do is be busted for it. Because, no, I'm going to be honest with you. If you catch me, if you catch me lagging. I'm going to be like, look, that's me. Somebody caught me not parking well. That being said, it's hard to ever imagine anyone, myself or any of you, would park like nominee number one, help I got stuck, a car that pulled up a little ramp to get into what I'm assuming was a parking lot. Now is nothing, but it just parked there. Looks like a beached car basically on the sidewalk. Or nominee number two, stretching my tires, which is a big truck. That is his left tires in a special need spot. It's right tires in the stripy rectangle. Um, though, I will say someone already commented saying that it is parked outside of what is a daycare. So people park like that all the time just because, you know, they have to run in and run out. But again, it's not a valid excuse. I don't care how quick and out you got That's not space for you. You know, what's great if you have to run in and out. You probably don't have to park anywhere very long, so don't park somewhere that's not yours because someone that needs to park there may take a little bit longer, and that's what they have to space. And this is your reminder, speaking of me talking about my work parking yesterday, if you do have a co-worker that parks like a jack wagon, bust them for it. That'll be that much more hilarious. We had someone who submitted their, uh, I believe his wife submitted their husband and was like, oh, I feel kind of bad for doing it. And I said, no, I don't feel bad. First of all, softens the blow coming from you as opposed to somebody else. Second of all, if you win a prize, kinda kinda balances it out, right? You can't really be all that mad. So again, Utah's VFX, our top of our Facebook page or Instagram. Vote for the Park Narc nominee that annoys you the most. Because tomorrow we find out who the worst parker is in Cash Valley. Speaking of your car, of course, everyone nicknames their vehicles. Goes without saying. Question is would you say that your car, whatever you're driving right now, is a representation of your personality? Is that the personality quiz we didn't realize? Cuz now I now I want to know if that's the case because those Mitsubishi Eclipse drivers got a lot to say about you. What are you driving right now? What does it say about you? AJ Knight on VFX. I'm driving a 2000 something which already off to a great start just demonstrates my lack of knowledge of cars or paying attention. Nissan Sentra that's like a I'm glad it hasn't gone all the way to vomit green it's like a light light. I don't know what to call it, it's a green and I think it says about me I'm just trying to get places and I think for most of the pandemic stretch from the March of 2022 a lot of the time up to now kind of a, a, just absolutely accurate I'm just trying to get places. I'm just trying to make it through. But the reason I ask is because half of drivers say their car represents their personality more than their job, more than their clothing, more than their taste in music. Which I feel like we can throw music out at this point. I mean, is there anybody really that feels like they're defined by music anymore? Because I think everybody listens to so many different things. But a couple examples somebody says if they own an SUV, they're family oriented. If they're hatchback drivers, they believe they're loyal and reliable. Station Wagon thinks they're organized four by four. They're ready to go anywhere, anytime. And I think there's something to it, but I think you have to include in there how you acquired it. Right? Because we're talking uh, this week about how, how much leeway do parents think they have or vehicles they gave to your kids. Because I think the answer is they think they have a lot, that they have some jurisdiction and, and, can, and can still mess with stuff. Like anything, you just say, "Well, this car is given to me, and I'm just happy to have it and get anywhere." Because at that point in time, it doesn't matter what your parents give you when you first get your driver's license. You're just happy to have that freedom, right? And that's what that says. And uh, I think the line from Transformers is pretty good. Hey, I thought you said the car picked the driver. Yeah, sometimes the car picked a driver. Dad with a uh, driver with a cheap, cheap father. <laughs> I mean, could be that as well. But. If I was to throw one in there, if you drive a Mitsubishi Eclipse, what it says to me is you care about no one. You're a, you're a peacock, but you're a peacock with no substance. You want to show off, you want the attention, but then the second all eyes are on you, you start to, start to freak out a little bit. You start to duck down and be like, hey, okay, whoa, it's getting intense in here. Let's turn the lights off a little bit. Never. I've never had an encounter with a Mitsubishi Eclipse that I didn't come away thinking, what an absolute D-bag. Absolute D-bag. So the question for you is, what do you drive and what do you think it says about you? Well, you pondered that. We all have our own weird little tics, right? Or maybe we don't know that that's the case. Maybe they're just normal things until someone saw it and said, hey, by the way, how long have you been doing that? That's the case for me when it came to my toothbrush routine. I thought for sure we all rehashed or went over hypothetical arguments in the show. I thought that was, it was just, it's the place. The acoustics are great. And it's comfortable and relaxing. Your brain can just it. I thought we all did that. You tell me we don't? Ames with AJ on VFX. Maybe we'll lean into this. So I, we all have things. I've talked about this a bunch, right? Parents, if you're going to tell a little white lie or stretch the truth a little bit to make a parenting decision easier or whatever, make sure you write it down, correct it on the way out because last thing you want is your kids to be like, oh no, potatoes and corn aren't vegetable, like say on their morning radio show. And then everyone goes, you idiot. All my mom's fault, but there are probably some things maybe you develop because of family or whatever, just become the pattern you put together that are maybe just a little bit weird, but no one knows until someone finally goes, hey, I was just curious. Why do you do that? Like a small one, for instance. So my buddy was here, was a couple weeks ago, and one night we're both brushing our teeth, we're just both in the shower to get the toothbrush, and I do wet the toothbrush, toothpaste, wet the toothpaste, and that's how I do it. As opposed to him, he's toothpaste, and then what's so? The he's like, all oh, gets wet at yeah, the end. I was like, I, I don't know. I just – this is how I've always done it. So call it, quote, my weird little tick, sort of. For instance, I thought for sure I was a little bit curious about this. I think my friends are yanking my chain. But I thought for sure that uh, everyone – Rehashes arguments whether it's hypothetical you go back to what you what an an event that happened you go okay what I should have said was this and then they would have said that doesn't everybody do that on her Facebook page Tiffany said that she does both of those you're not weird or I am but she says if I have M&M skittles etc I have to separate them by color and then eat them in each color rotation until I have an equal amount of each color then I eat one of each color until I'm gone I wouldn't call that a normal one, but I've definitely done that before. Tiffany, you're not alone in that. I have done that before. Uh, we just got a uh, text message. Jared just uh, texted us. It said, I put my hands on my phone pocket when I close, when I closely pass by someone just in case they may be a pickpocket. pocket. I, I actually, I might, I think I do that a little bit. I try to walk a lot with the weather being nicer, but when I travel, especially, I will put my hands in my pocket specific, and it could be anyone. Kid, whatever, my hands are in my pocket all the time because I don't take my house keys obviously when I leave the state, especially when I fly, when I'm driving my, so I put my wallet and my phone in my front pocket and they go right in there just in case, just in case. Uh, now the text message here, I flare my nostrils at every telephone pole I pass when driving and I have no time. I have to time it right. It's absolutely exhausting. Please help. How, how did you decide to do that? It just feels, like I mean, look, I don't want Chris because I'm sharing my text, right? But how did you land on that? Unless there's some other story, I think you could just not do it. Like, the, I think it's like a hiccups thing. If you just hold your breath once and then you get through it, hopefully, ideally, it's done. Yeah, I was thinking of another one. And <laughs> bless him, because I've given him so much crap about it. My old roommate, um, he he's one of those people, he eats things like the whole plate. Kind of like what uh, what was Whitney, I think Whitney said. But, like, meals, so, like, he's he's kind of a steak and potatoes kind of guy. So he will eat all of his potatoes first before he eats his steak. And I'm like, it's good mixed together, man. Trust me, it is. And he'll be like, I know, that's how I do I'm like, okay, I'll just say it. It's good mixed together. Bless him because I've given him so much crap about it. But for whatever reason, that's just how he eats. Uh, speaking of a tick, I don't know if I would call it a, a weird tick, but it just seems like if you are... Born in Florida, at some point, you are gonna, you're going to think about it. I'm not going to say you're necessarily going to do it. You're going to think about something that gets you famous enough that all of a sudden you're talked on AMs with AJ. Though, not both stories are from Florida. One woman decided for Take Your Child to Work Day to help vandalize. And you know what they say about twins. One is good and one is evil. And one did just that. Used his twin's ID to steal $72,000 in military benefits. I want to be very clear. I've said multiple times, I wish I could have a clone or multiple clones to do the things I don't want to do, but never a twin because one twin is good. One twin is evil. Ames with AJ on PFX is Florida or not. Uh, Take your child to work day. It's generally, I think, meant to show your child, let them bond and have that day. I don't think it's usually meant to commit crimes. Because a woman is facing charges after she vandalized a business and brought her children along to help. She also spray painted her own last name on the outside of the building because, you know, you got to tag and let everyone know who committed this crime. Idiot. Headline number two, an evil twin, a 64 year old evil twin is serving two years in prison after he's caught using his good twin brother identity to steal $72,000 in military benefits over the past eight years. Man, imagine after Prove Yourself in that one. Like, you got to have alibis and all that. Be like, no, no, that's the guy. Look, that's him. Look, it's him. Well, Wait, time out. Look, look, there's two of me. It may not have been me. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. How do we go forward with this? It's almost, almost a setup to the perfect crime. But one is evil and one is good. So it really is not likely that a twin crime will be committed. Which is from Florida, though the dumb one that took their, uh, take their children to vandalize or the evil twin, good twin conundrum. I apologize to anyone who maybe has a repressed memory of maybe just, maybe your parents take you to do some sketchy stuff. And all of a sudden Florida not brings it back. Cause I don't think I do, but I'm a little bit worried. Abe's with AJ on VFX It's Florida not. And the reason why is because it's story. Number one, a 30 year old woman is facing charges because She had some issue with some business. So instead of take your child to work day, she decided, no, I'm going to get my vengeance. And she went to this restaurant. She knocked over shelves, flipped equipment, ripped open bags. And then she decided, oh, I'm going to spray paint this. And she spray painted her own last name on the outside of the building. Needless to say, police were able to type that up and start narrowing down the list of suspects. Story number two. You know what they say, one twin is good and one twin is evil. A 60-year-old, 64-year-old man was sentenced to two years after he was caught using his twin brother's ID to steal $72,000 in military benefits over the past eight years. He was finally caught earlier this year, claimed that both he and his brother served in the army, but later admitted, well, okay, actually only my brother play, served. In order to snake the benefits, though, he had to use his brother's information and then uses military discharge paper to d- f- apply for federally subsidized housing benefits. The good twin doesn't even live in the same state. He told authorities, no, I didn't give him permission. So the, the evil twin has to pay back over $63,000 on top of the jail time. So with that all being said, knowing that, of course, there's one good, good twin and one bad twin. And the stupidity, the sheer absolute stupidity. Of someone to not only take your kids, who are incapable of keeping secrets, right? That already would have been bad enough. They are incapable of keeping secrets. But to spray paint your own last name on the building, to tag it and be like, ha, ha, ha. They'll be like, oh, well, that's probably a clue. But man, we are just bamboozled on this one. You got to go with story number one, right? Unfortunately, that was Nebraska. We haven't heard from him in a while. Again, I apologize if all of a sudden there's repressed memory and you're like, wait a minute. Did my parents take me to do sketchy stuff? Just don't think about it. Don't think about it. Florida Knot on VFX. How about we move on? Because uh, imagine this, right? So we had our weird little ticks and all that yesterday. What if you were driving, cruising along? And as you know, right, you're driving. You kind of tune things out. Especially you're you're making a drive you've done before. Your brain's like, I got this. Don't worry about it. Just kind of all of a sudden I realize there's a snake at your feet. I don't know. I've always laughed at those, those compilations where people just randomly walk out of the car and they let it go. I got to be honest, probably the right decision in this case. You know, the phrase suddenly snakes doesn't sound so crazy anymore. The more I read stories, I think there may just be snakes everywhere. We just haven't quite found them yet. Ams with AJ on VFX. A woman in St. Louis was driving. Imagine sure you're driving right you're making a drive you've made a million times. Your commute to work and your brain just kind of zones out as you think about, like, maybe what we're going to do for lunch or how much you're ready for this weekend, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, you feel a little something by your foot and jars you awake only to look down because you got to look briefly, right? So you got to just go tip real quick. And there's a five to six foot snake in her feet. What? <laughs> Luckily, it doesn't say what kind of snake it is, but I imagine it was not a poisonous one. She made it to the police department. They got the nope rope out of there. And according to snakesforpets.com, snakes like cars because they're warm and they can get in through an open door or window, or they could find their way in through your undercarriage of your vehicle. Which again, the sentence, suddenly, snakes, starts to feel like more and more accurate. Especially like if that could happen in St. Louis and I don't know, snake geography, I don't know where they're necessarily found. I mean, it makes sense that maybe somewhere out of the out in the suburbs and such could be a possible area. But I mean in St. Louis, wouldn't have been the top of my list, back. where do you, I think a snake would randomly wander around and find a way into a vehicle? Out here in Logan, where there's a lot more space and there's definitely no nope ropes out and about. I'm just saying, I think there are snakes everywhere. You just may not have found them yet. On top of that, someone told me the history of this place is that this, the studio, the Radio Ranch, used to be built on a, a swampy area, and there was once upon a time a time when it was a hibernating spot for snakes, like thousands upon thousands of snakes. So jokingly, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to check the toilet seat a little bit more, just just in case, because how do we know? How do we know the snakes are completely gone? Now the nope ropes lurking everywhere. And I think you can chalk it up to no longer an irrational fear that are all of a sudden just going to be somewhere and a snake shows up. It's rational. So that being said, what are the things that are irrational? We try to go back to confidence, things we know aren't going to happen. Take the power back. We have taken snakes magically showing up anywhere from irrational fears to rational because it's legit. Snakes are places, all the places. A was with AJ on VFX. So maybe just maybe there's a couple of fears out there that we thought were irrational. That they're not the case anymore. Maybe they're legitimate. On the line is Lauren. Lauren, what is your fear? I'm deathly afraid of needles in all forms, vaccines, giving blood, stitches, piercings, you name it, everything. I'm done. <laughs> I'll pass out before I even get into the room with the tech because I'm that worked up. So, When I was a little kid, Aos with AJ and BFX, I had to do that allergy test, right? So they, they, there's like two versions of it. So they have like these little plastic with teeth that they poke and there's like 75 of them. And then if they, it's inconclusive, magically there's one with 32 needles and I screamed and wailed and screamed and wailed. They're like, well, okay, he's not going to do that test. <laughs> and then I decided I wanted a tattoo and college fast forward. I hated needles forever. I mean, ears, needle, nee, yeah, ears pierced, but, and that was with a giant needle because I got them engaged. But I was like, that's eh, brief. I'll, I'll ignore it. Once I got my uh, first tattoo though, and I had to sit in a chair for an entire hour, I was like, I don't think I'm allowed to be afraid of this anymore. So that was what did it. <laughs> I cared it because I decided it's not the case, but. Yeah, something sharp in your skin. That's not supposed to be a fun sensation. Who would not like that in any capacity? I would say that one is pretty common, though, and uh, borderline rational. I mean, you have to do it, but I think so many people have it. It's kind of hard to, to criticize anybody for it. Jack's on the line. Jack, what about you? I'm afraid of driving. I know the odds are that I'll be fine, but I'm terrified I'll get into a big accident and just be permanently injured. I guess I just don't trust myself behind the wheel. I only drive if I really have to, and when I do, I go really slow. Otherwise, it's public transportation for me. I mean, fair, I guess? I I was a little bit to each their own. I mean, there's people that definitely don't like driving, and so I guess I kind of get it. I'm just a little bit blown away. I mean, it was the I don't trust myself part that really gets me. I'm like... Uh, kind of something you're trying to manifest. I mean, if it works, it works. You could take the bus or whatever you're doing. You know, the, I feel like some of that, sometimes when you have something happen, a little bit traumatic, something lingers. Like, I remember uh, when I was in college, a buddy and I were driving up to Chicago to visit our friend who had graduated and moved up there. And we were driving, and it was middle of the night, and it was snowing, and nobody was on the interstate, which is not a good sign. And I felt it first, but we lost the back end. And we did a complete... 360 on the interstate. And, you know, you kind of have that moment where you're you're just trying to grab onto something. Like, you can have some sense of control, so you're just pushing your feet so hard into the floor, and you've got the oh-crap handle. And you're just trying to break, which is bad, by the way. You're supposed to say loose. That's how you avoid major injuries. Uh, but luckily, no one was coming, so we just spun around, took a second, both of us caught a deep breath, and we went. And when I come to realize, I didn't like sitting in the passenger seat for several years after that. Like, I was like, nothing happened but that moment was just burned into my brain and so it was like oh no 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 i don't want to i don't and i would just i find myself just flexing up re- randomly when i just get a little worried when we got a little too close to a car or when it, we took a sharp turn and i was like mm. so if that's the case i totally get that i don't think that's irrational either but if it's just in general i i think more driving more experience would be my suggestion speaking of which obviously if you're in a relationship, you know the policy. If you go out to eat, you probably should bring something home for your significant other. Question is, what if in this day and age where people are supposed to be more accessible than ever, but somehow so much more difficult to get a hold of, you can't get a hold of them? Do you know their order? Much is made about the fact that women never know where they want to eat. So here's the question, because if you're in a relationship, you know the rule. If you go out to eat, you probably ought to pick something up for the significant other. It's just called equality. AM's with h f e F x on VFX. Like the other day, my girlfriend went out with her sister and they went and got Mexican food and uh, I was supposed to text the order and I actually decided I didn't want anything. I was just going to eat at home. But her being her got me what the usual was and it was delicious and I scarfed it down actually because after getting some steps, I was just super hungry. So do you know what your significant orders, significant order, <laughs> Uh, that's when you're in a relationship with food. Ha, there, uh, your significant other's order is when it comes to a certain place we go out about. Because everybody kind of has the usuals, right? Like you could certainly understand if you went out to a new place and you're like, what do you want? Like, you're gonna have to look at the menu because this is a brand new place. But, like, for instance, if I if I'm coming home or if Ashley's coming home, and we decide somewhere, someone calls or whatever. Cause this is usually how it goes is like, we're like, we're gonna eat at home. Maybe we'll make some dinner or something. And then one of us comes home and says, Hey, I don't wanna do that. I'm gonna pick up food. What do you wanna do? But if one of us does that and we decide Taco Bell is the answer, I have typed my order, cause I get the same thing every time. So many times, my phone will, pre- I can predictive text my entire order to her. <laughs> cause it's the same thing every time. But my question is, do you know? the uh, order specifically of the, of your significant other, whenever you go to places, because I was actually a little bit blown away because normally, like, even though I could predictive text the Taco Bell one, I still have to text it to Ashley every time. But this one, she got me my normal burrito and it's kind of hard to mess up Mexican food, right? Like it's all delicious, but I was like, wow, babe, high five. I was like, okay. Okay, because I don't feel like I could do it on the other end. <laughs> the punchline of the joke is, I don't think so. i am make her tell me just in case. She's not picky by any means. But like, you're going to you're gonna have to text me to let me know. So I was blown away because she cares so much and obviously pays attention so much. I love you, Ashley. <laughs> um, green flag, obviously, right? Huge green flag. Would be a red flag if you did not get your significant other food when you went out and about. Though I would say there is an argument to be made occasionally, like if you go out for lunch and they don't get home till five, sometimes you're like, well, you know, no, I'm just not going to get it. I only say that to try to get myself a little bit of leeway. But a list was released of just some normal behaviors you might run into early on in a relationship. And then people were surveyed whether it was red flag or green flag. And I gotta tell you, man, we, we got, we got to work on this guys. We really do because I have have we gone so far into being so needy or so like suspicious of people that some of the things that you would say I think are definitely good are definitely not. Or is it a case where society or we've dated enough and people have been like not great and we are like, well, I have no reason other than to be cynical and suspicious coming into this. Ams with AJ on VFX because a list was put together of just some early dating habits, and then people were asked to survey whether they say it's a green flag, good; red flag, bad. For instance, texting you all day. Forty-seven percent of people said good; fifty-three said bad, which blows me away. Because I, why, why bad? Because they want to talk to you. Like that's one of those things. they like, what, what, what way have we wormed our way into saying no, no, no? no. Being too available, responding when I want them to all day is bad. They don't have a job? Like, how, how did we twist that one? Asking you to hang out more than twice a week. Luckily, 82% of people said green flag. Vast majority, I'll save my snarky comments. Consistently seeing a therapist, 70% said green, 30% said red. I, I would, look, I think everybody in some capacity would benefit from therapy. Some more than others, obviously. And, you know, maybe, maybe just maybe I have a question, but at the end of the day, isn't it a good thing that it's, it's self-improvement like green, green, wanting to share locations on social media. 82% said red flag. 18% said green flag. This one I think I would agree with is weird. Yes. Right. In a relationship should be trust and all that seems an awful lot early on. Right. Remember this is all capacity of early on of being something that is like, hey, hold on, okay, hold on. What, what are we trying to do here? Let's just. Let's, let's take it down a, a couple seconds, <laughs> calling you multiple times a day, 79% red flag. I really want to agree so much because who, who calls anymore? I really want to agree so much, but at the end of the day, I, I have a hard time not saying it's the same thing as texting. Now don't get me wrong. I occasionally get in these members like, I just don't want to talk yesterday. I got a phone call from someone who I leave nameless because I, I don't want them to feel bad, but all I could think was, I just don't want to be on the phone right now. Like I answered because I should. And I get that, but like them wanting to talk to you, that's what you're looking for, right? Someone who sees the best in you and wants the best in you and wants to be around you, even not at your best. 79% of people say red flag, absolutely red flag. We, we, We have to be, I don't know if it's less cynical, a little bit less suspicious or maybe just maybe stop looking for perfection. Maybe that's just what it is. Maybe there's just little ticks that we see in everything, but we, we got to stop doing that because this is just, this is not great. It's not great. That being said, let's, let's set that aside. What do you want to accomplish this year? We're, we're over a quarter of way through the year. Still plenty of time to rally. Still plenty of time, hopefully, to shake off the rust, right? We've warmed up. You're called claim warm-up game for the first ones. For these first few months, we're just warming up into 2022. What do you really want to accomplish? Say it out loud. I know you're thinking, AJ, you're just doing this because you don't like making New Year's resolutions, which is on you, and now all of a sudden you're like, hey, we can reevaluate. You can. Aims with AJ, the debated eight on VFX. Here's what I'm thinking. So I don't like making New Year's resolutions. I don't follow through with them, and I'm, I'm, that's on me. It is on me. But I do think it's important that you reevaluate. For instance, there's a goal that I'd like to accomplish career-wise that I you know, I've pushed and pushed and I'd like to think I've done a lot to try and make it possible and demonstrate what I can do with it and why I want to do it, but sometimes things are a little bit out of your hands in that capacity, right? Cuz I'm not the boss. I'm not I don't make the decisions. And so I think it's good to reevaluate one, how to go about it, maybe give yourself a fresh perspective, and two, Maybe just maybe there's something else you can work on while that one kind of marinates a little bit. And I think it's good to do that in a lot of capacity. So out loud, the question is, what do you want to accomplish in 2022? Because without almost four complete months gone, the warm-up game's over, right? We're, we're loose now. We're into 2022. We're not going to, fingers crossed, get any more curveballs. So what do you want to accomplish? Haley's on the phone. <laughs> I want to be able to say phone correctly. That's what I want to accomplish. Haley, what is it for you? <laughs> my year i'm gonna get a full-time job move into my own apartment and buy my first new car heck yeah first things first though the job once i get that then it's all downhill from there i think once i get the ball rolling the rest will fall into place i'm glad you had to get the ball rolling. do it that's all good it's all good foundational stuff by the way actually that put that on my list i'm with you Haley. i uh i've got to talk about the car personality early call it an a to b car It gets me from place to place, but really shouldn't go outside of, like, city commuting. And after experiencing this winter, I was like, no, no, no more. This fall, I want to get a new vehicle so I don't have to be as frozen this winter. But I'm glad you added get the ball rolling because usually, you know, it's all downhill from here. Usually bad. And I was like, gee, you got everything you wanted to get accomplished and then done. That was it? Uh, What do I want to – you know, it's funny. I think it would be nice to finish out a couple of my side projects. I started a Twitch channel – and then I got sidetracked because we had something going on at home, and there's been something that's pulling my attention away, and so it kind of fell through the cracks here the last couple of weeks. But, you know, I think that's the other part of it. That whole thing started because I have a friend who's, who's doing very well on Twitch, and he's always the one. He, he actually gives me crap about it. And you need that a little bit because sometimes you need the fire. It's good to have support. Don't get me wrong. You want support around you, but it's also good to have that fire. If someone's like, hey, man, stop being an idiot. Like, come on. You want to do this. Let's go. What do you want to accomplish for 2022? Joey on the line. Joey, what is it for you? I really want to take my wife and daughter on vacation. Do it, man. I mean, we haven't been able to do anything over the last couple of years. We all need to get away and go somewhere fun. Do it. relax. And this is the year we have to do that. And just to be clear, someone who travels, I get asked, and I do one, usually one international trip. Every year, and everybody is nice enough to have the same reaction, right? Oh, that's amazing. And it is. I'm super blessed and lucky to get to do the cool things like that. But I want to emphasize I love road tripping. And I cannot, again, in 2020, one of the things that was crucial for my mental health was I think it was about my birthday. So it was about a month from now, 2020. We were just like, we need to get out and we need to go do something. And so we just, all we did, we went to Boise, we got a hotel room, and we just hung out in the town. And the fact that we went somewhere new, we slept so much on that trip because I think our bodies finally just kind of, it was so necessary. And I I tell you what, I passed the advice on to my brother because he was he was dealing with it, and my dad actually kind of successively all were like, this is not going, like, I'm not doing well. And I told all of them, I was like, this is what we're, go somewhere. Just get out of your house and I know my brother did it, and he he texted me back. He said, you're right. Just sleeping somewhere that wasn't my own bed was what, such a huge relief. Go somewhere. Go camping. I mean, Jackson, Yellowstone, Teton National Park, they're like four hours away by car. Everyone can make that over a weekend. You can do that over a weekend. Go out there. Speaking of the things you want to accomplish, of course it would be a lot easier if you had $44 billion. Now, Twitter recently sold and I'm not saying it's not a wise investment. Elon Musk is like the smartest man and the richest man on the planet. So he probably knows a couple things that I don't. That being said, I think if all of us were given 44 billion dollars buying Twitter was no, nowhere nowhere near the top of the list. So what would you do with it? Look, 44 billion dollars gets dropped in your bank account. I'm pretty sure none of us is thinking, "You know what? I need to buy Twitter." Not nobody's thinking that. Now Elon Musk Has all the money in the world, and he's the smartest man in the world, so maybe there's something he knows that we don't, but we ain't doing that. AM's with AJF VFX. It's the debated eight, so very simply put, what are you buying with $44 billion? Charlie on the line. Charlie, what do you got, man? First of all, I would make sure everyone in my family and all of my friends are taken care of. Then I would make sure that everyone in the country had enough food to eat and that we have enough sustainable, clean energy. I mean, I feel like once you hit the billion dollar mark, there are certain problems that you can just literally make go away. Okay. I like, I mean, Charlie going with the, the answer that no, but nobody's going to be like, oh, Charlie, you idiot, because he took care of his friends and family and then wanted to solve world problems. Because on the other hand, look, I, am I ever had a billion dollars? Seems unlikely. Seems very unlikely. Now, I think there's a certain level of greed that kicks in, right? Because at some point there is enough money. I don't know what the threshold is, but there is enough And I like that, you know, after a billion, maybe that's, maybe that is a threshold. And by the way, Charlie, just a suggestion, not, not totally in the line of what you're saying, but you're talking about solving problems. You could be Batman. I'm just saying you could be Batman. So I, you know what? Friends and family. Absolutely. You sign them up. I thought about this the other day. I don't know how this came up, but I was joking with someone and they were like, I hate my job. And I was like, don't worry. I'm gonna make enough money. I'm gonna hire you to do something. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm gonna hire you to do something. Do you feel like you have the right kind of people around you? If you had some kind of business, you could collectively employ all of them and they'd be like assets. I'm not saying otherwise. I'm just curious because I was thinking about that and I've thought about this for a long time, how I would put friends of mine in certain roles, depending on what I did. I think about it a lot. Waste of time, maybe, but when I strike it rich, I'm going to be prepared. $44 billion. What are you going to do with the chain on the line chain and what for you? Forty-four billion. Yes, ma'am. I would buy all my family and friends their own little islands that comes with yachts and private jets, Party, so we can man. all travel wherever we want and you know quit our day jobs. Okay, I got forty-four billion. I'm gonna say it. Who who's not buying a private island? Like seriously, like am I gonna get? I'm gonna get a couple stops right. You gotta have like the the summer place, mountain place. Definitely gotta have me a mountain place. Which where I'm like, I, you know what? There's too many people. I want to go away. Mountain place. But the island definitely like I have I'm on board with a combination of some of these. I would also like to think that I would donate to charity, in some capacity. Considering I don't have any close, anywhere close to mill or billions now, and do a little bit of that. So yeah, I think I would I would try and help out. But first thing to do is like take everybody that I love. We're done, and then we're gonna go somewhere else where nobody can bother us. And then whenever we want, we can come somewhere. That's one thing. All this you gotta have an entourage. You gotta have an entourage. Surround yourself with people you like make sure though there's one piece of advice i would give and i say this as someone who i think does a pretty decent job managing my own money you get the professionals to manage money because there's too many times you trust a family or friend to do so and then much like the florida knot story we heard today right all of a sudden they're stealing it make sure you get someone trusted to manage money and then you can splurge on anything else you got that taken care of 44 billion what are you doing besides changing life for yourself? Friends and family, definitely. Donating, hopefully. Private island, kind of the fantasy. I feel like I'm completely on board. And you know what would no longer be, I don't want to say a problem, but probably something you don't have to deal with anymore if you got $44 billion is a neighbor. Good neighbor, bad neighbor, no more neighbors. I to, <laughs> Fresh off of that whole list of red flag, green flag, when it comes to early dating and how we're a little bit too sus, a little bit too cynical about that, Okay, call me a hypocrite, because when it comes to neighbors, I'm all on the sus. I don't know what the distinction is, but I'm still on board that we need to be a little bit less sus and cynical when it comes to dating. But then when it comes to our neighbors, walls still way up. Aj night with you on VFX and saves with AJ, because the list was put out, right, of what are the things that distinguish good neighbors things you can keep an eye on to make sure that they're good and the thing is so early on right you're not going to ask someone i would think to come into your house to take care of stuff like when you're out right so obviously if you could see some of these things that weren't those you be like okay a good neighbor maybe i could trust like recommending local services to you like plumbers or handyman picking up their their litter lending you things and i get okay so recommending i gotta be honest I don't know that I wouldn't not do that for anybody. Like if some random stranger came up and said, "Hey, by the way, where's your favorite restaurant?" What am I gonna do? Be like you're a stranger, I don't want to tell you that secret. No, I'm not gonna say that. And then picking up litter, you should. That should be a quality of a good person. That's just a, that should be the baseline. You should absolutely pick up your trash. Baseline. So none of that stuff to me moves them into the you can move. You can definitely come into my house because some of the other things were water your plants while you uh, are away. Feed your pets while they're on vacation. Accept your packages or deliveries when you're away. I'm sorry. Like, I think both of my neighbors are extremely nice. I have met one of them a lot more than the other one who I never see, which is probably actually borderline my favorite neighbor because she never sees us. And so we don't bug each other, right? Live live and let live. I think my neighbor, though, that I see all the time is a very nice lady. However, I'm not letting her in the house. <laughs> We're going on vacation a couple weeks. I am being like, hey, go. can you just check on the plants? We definitely have plants. And then make sure the house is not on fire. I'm not doing it. I don't know that I would ever get to that situation with a neighbor unless they were friends or family. And we both know I'm absolutely never going to live next to family. That just sounds like an unmitigated nightmare, having them that close. So we're stuck. I, just, I, I think you can be nice to your neighbor. Like we rotate taking out each other's trash bins to the side of the road. We don't litter. Uh, you know. If they've, if they've got a favor that has to do something with not coming in the house, which I respect, like I wouldn't invite me into your house either. You don't know me. Then we're good to do so. And to me, that's baseline. But I don't know what the standards are to moving to good, but no. I, I just don't think it is. I think it's an impossible task. <laughs> that being said, Ashley and I are Grover play this stupid game, and I'm curious, is it called something different here? I don't want to invoke a war. I just want to use it as an example, right? In different parts of the country, people debate whether it's pop, whether it's soda. I don't need to fight. But I was curious. There's a very common game I think a lot of us learn when we're young to play called Slugbug or Punch Buggy. Aims with AJ on VFX. Me and my girlfriend play this. And then I thought the other day, is it different here? Because I call it Slugbug. That's how I learned it. You say slug bug, and you punch someone so hard in the shoulder. So it is the it was the term official poll of today. So I, I was just curious. So to get to the the first part of this, uh, slug bug overwhelming majority. In fact, uh, Kirsten the only one that says buggy, but Rebecca, Jody, Whitney, Ashley, and Kimberly all say slug bugs. So good to know. I'm not going to get criticized for saying that incorrect. It's a joke. But but my other question was, does anybody else have any other <laughs> punching centric games based around cars because Slugbug is one that's the it's the top one, right? It's the one you're always on the lookout for. But growing up there was also Woody, any car that had kind of wood paneling on it. Um, those I think have since kind of faded out. There was Cruiser Bruiser for the PT Cruiser, which was so annoying when they introduced the HHRs because initially you had to, they had similar shapes and then, you know, the HHR a little bit longer, a little bit boxier. So then you caught on to that and there were, by the way, Cruiser Bruisers that used to have wood paneling on them. And that was the rare double punch. And so those are the big three. What has since happened, and this is probably a testament to my family liking to punch the other family members, is that we started going like on vacations and moving. And we get to places where there weren't any of those three things. And we were still like, well, I'm not going to come on vacation and not punch my siblings. So how do I re- <laughs> remedy this problem? And so what happened was we went to Hawaii And we went to Kona was the island. And it's a little bit more isolated. And so, like, for whatever reason, the main car they rent out there is the Mustang. That's all everybody drove. So we came up with Stang Bang. So you see a Mustang? Stang Bang, and you punch. And I have one more addition for you. When my uh, brother moved to Vegas with his wife, um, again, didn't see all of these kind of basic ones more a little high end on the vehicles. They came up with Tesla Tap. And so... There you got Slug Bug, Cruiser Bruiser, Woody, which ought to be worth like 10 punches now because I don't know the last time I actually saw one, Stangbang and Tesla Tap. And, oh, sorry, here's another one. Braden says he does one with a game with his kids based on motorcycles that when they start driving, they'll be more aware of cyclists on the road. I don't have a name for it, but wow, I am uh, blown away. Smart man. Okay, kudos to Braden. Pass that on. I, I like that. I'm I'm focusing on mostly hitting the people I care about and love the most, and he's actually teaching life lessons. You, sir, points to you. But you can vote for the poll today, Slug Bug or Punch Buggy. What do you call it? And if you have any other ones you want to throw in there, Braden has just messaged to add another one to the list. What is it? Car-centric punching games. VFX's Facebook roulette. My never-ending quest to make sure that VFX, Utah's VFX on Facebook, is a fun place to be and not place where you go, oh my gosh, it's the same stuff. So, here's a good question for you. I landed on my friend Sean Allen Pratt, AJ Knight, on, v- on VFX. The AJ Knight across all social media, but AMs with AJ at VFX. And he said, one of the weirdest things about being an adult is having a favorite stovetop burner. No one ever talks about it, but y'all know it's true. And it is, because it's the front left. And then, unfortunately, the biggest weirdest adjustment I've had to make is my front left one burned out. And I need to replace it, just haven't gotten around to it. So now it's front right. Which is bigger? The front left one was the tiniest one, but it's still my favorite one. So which one is yours? You can comment on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. The AJ Knight across all social media. Utah's VFX. Vote for Park Narks. Uh, get ready for the after show coming up about 10.30 with Producer Brothers and Meemaw. Because when it's <laughs> the choices weren't dying or dating, but they decided that they were both picked dying. So they get to play red flag, green flag which we'll get to, again, about 1030, Utah's VFX, all social media. Same with the podcast. Anywhere podcasts are, all you got to do is uh, search for Utah's VFX, and we are there. Big thanks to the Cache Valley Fun Park being part of the uh, VFX Morning Show. Showers tonight and tomorrow, yay. At least the weather's warmer, right? That's really what we're okay with, and we need the weather anyway. So uh, make sure you check out the spring sports schedules. We wrap the week up, and we're getting closer to spring sports playups. all at CacheValleyDaily.com. And until tomorrow morning for AMS with AJ, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.